campers. Have no fear, happy campers. This year it's a summer camp themed podcast where we reminisce about the stuff that we missed, about the best summers we ever had. And there will be reflection and lots of introspection and a great selection of guests that will stop by. So grab a glass of bug juice, relax, and say hi to both your hosts. We're Julie and Sammy, your podcast family. We're going to start the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the traditions episode of Happy Campers Podcast. We're excited to have you here. We're going to talk about traditions, rituals, weird stuff that we do, normal stuff that we do at camp. Stuff that seems normal to us when we are at camp, but then when we later reflect on it, it's actually super weird. All of it. We're really excited. Across the board, we're going to dive into basically everything. Everything. Some, Some deep, dark camp secrets. Some... Better known secrets. <laughs> some more well known secrets. Just some facts, some figures, some camps. Some stuff. statistics. Yep. It's going to get jazz. very clinical. Um, so, you guys understand exactly what we're speaking about? We're talking <laughs> specifics here. Uh, yeah. So, actually, we um, wanted to like do a, an episode about like weird things that everyone does at camp and like how they vary, what's similar and what's different across. Exactly. So we gathered together what we call a mini panel, which is a couple people. (laughs) Total three. All the diverse perspectives here. (laughs) Uh, No, but Sammy and myself. And then we are going to have our friend Abby and Brad, who both went to different camps, both single sex camp. And we're going to try to find common ground, see what's weird, see what's normal. Yeah. And I think we might be surprised as to what we find in common with Boys camp or girls camp. Yeah, surprised or maybe even shocked. Shocked. Shock and awe coming your way. We're ready. We're here. Um, okay, so I think that uh, all like camp itself is kind of like rooted in tradition, right? Like that is the entire culture of camp mm-hmm. is like kind of all of these things need to be repeated exactly the same way every summer. They can't be changed. If they are, the world is ending. And uh, so much, like, it's just, like, defines the culture of camp life. And exactly. So- and the fa- and I think the mystery surrounding these traditions, people being, you know, unsure about the origin stories of how they got started, what exactly they yeah. mean, and all that stuff is kind of part of the fun. But at the end of the day, it's just the fact that you do it over and over every year. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what's most important about it, and that it connects generations of campers. Right. And, like, there are some traditions that are kind of ubiquitous across all camps. So, like, campfire... Songs. Last night at camp, first night at camp. Yeah, pranks, color war, crying all the time, <laughs> crying all <laughs> the time. Uh, yeah. So today we wanted to kind of bring on uh, two people that also did not go to our camp. This is becoming a theme, guys. We're really excited about it. We're really getting it. good at We're this. Really We're really excited friends about it. Who are campers, but not you know fellow campers. Yeah. Right? Uh, to come on and tell us about their camp traditions, and we'll tell them about our camp traditions, and then. We're just going to, like, have a great time. Uh, so we'd like to welcome our two guests. We're very excited to have Brad and Abby joining us. Uh, and we're going to turn it over to them to kind of introduce themselves and tell us about where they went to camp. Yeah, I'll go first. My name is uh, Brad. I went to Camp Androscoggin in Wayne, Maine. Uh, I went there for six summers, and I was a counselor for one summer. Um, and it was my favorite place on earth. I'm Abby. I went to camp in Harrison, Maine at a camp called Camp Pinecliff. I went for seven summers, and I didn't go back as a counselor, but whenever I have an opportunity to go back in my adult life, I'm sure to visit. Awesome. Um, Cool. And you guys know that Julie and I went to Camp Walden. Uh, We've always been big fans of the Pinecliff and Androscoggin because uh, it just feels like there's kind of a community of maybe like I don't know, eight or ten camps up in Maine where you could say, like, oh, I knew a couple people who went to yeah. those places. Or maybe I'm just referencing Westchester, New York here, <laughs> and the fact that many <laughs> kids went to camps up yeah, in Maine. Yeah, 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 for sure. But I also think it's kind of like this, like, those camps are, like, old, single-sex, New England, Maine camps. They yeah. all, like, probably all started around the same time, and, like, we competed with Pinecliff and sports, and we had socials. No, Androscoggin was very far away from us. Yeah. I don't know that we had socials, we but we had like brother sister day with Androscoggin. Yeah. A lot of brothers, Walden brothers, go to Andro, so it was like we kind of knew of the camps at least. Yeah, 
So let's start this off uh, by let's maybe we all go around and say our favorite camp tradition and explain it if it needs to be explained. Uh, Brad, you want to start? Sure. I, I think traditions at boys' camps probably are different. It sounds like already from girls' camps, but uh, I think we have this we have this thing every year. It's called blow up the camp, uh, <laughs> where all of the junior campers go to this like very strange man-made sand area in Maine. Uh, and then there's this, you get dynamite in your shoes. And it's a big color. What? Oh, my God. Ladies don't use dynamite. But it's like it puts pretend dynamite on a piece of paper worth a certain amount of points per camper. Oh, okay. And then you do this like crazy tackling thing around a couple different circles. And you have to get to the middle circle to get your dynamite counted for your team. And then after that, the most fun part is, for, especially for counselors who have junior campers, is you then do this like massive cookout in this really strange man-made desert. And you cook all of this like pretty actually disgusting meat on grills at blow up the camp, and it's after like all these junior campers have been crying for hours because they've been getting tackled for about an hour and a half. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just a great night. You stay really late. Everyone has sand all over their shoes, and like for weeks on end, you have sand in your bunk. Um, yeah, that's my favorite tradition. Just proving that girls' camps are very different than boys' camps. <laughs> yeah, like, what even um, was that? <laughs> my favorite tradition from Pine Cliff actually was something that happened after the summer. On your last night of camp, you had a final campfire where someone spoke in the oldest age group about what we call the Pine Cliff Star. And then on the last day, you obviously leave. People take buses, planes, however they get home. And everyone knows at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, the day you get home from camp, everyone's to look at the sky and find the brightest star and you know at that time that everyone that you went to camp with that summer is all looking at the star. So we call that the Pine Cliff Star. Um, it's actually not at camp, but it's at home. Um, and obviously very different than Brad Boy's camp traditions. <laughs> that's very sweet. Um, I think one of the ones that's jumping to my mind right now is favorite tradition is the first night of camp at Walden. Uh, once everyone's got off the bus and they get their, settled into their area and start unpacking, and they go to dinner, you go up and you basically, it's where you find out who your camp sister is or your second mate, uh, which is for your second summer, like the person who's going to tuck you in and hang out with you and, and have your back. Uh, and I even, you know, the first summer and your last summer, the camp sister assignments are really exciting because, you know, it's just very special. Uh, but it really feels kind of Harry Potter-esque and kind of like a sorting hat thing. Yeah, for where sure. Where they say the, like, the young girl's name, like the little eight-year-old who runs up to the front of you know, this giant room and just sits there and waits as they then call upon like who their older... And the oldest bunk is all sitting behind them on the stage. Right, right, right. And, and they're they get like, like assigned out, to yeah. some, this, this older girl who's like 15 who's going to basically... Who tackles them. Yeah, who tackles them and like <laughs> takes them to the ground. It's <laughs> yeah. like, I love you so much. I'll love you forever. I've always loved you. And it's like, I just <laughs> met you last night. <laughs> like, I, I, I am just nine. Saying, you know, I don't know who you are. Your name might be Rebecca and you <laughs> might be from Scarsdale, but like, I don't know. Uh, and I think that's like a very special thing to watch and be a part of because you're like, oh, this seems crazy, but these people will like be in each other's lives and remember each other for a long time. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I think that my favorite tradition, this is going to sound like lame, but it's campfire. I love campfire so much. And we have it's them. the best. Yeah, we had them every Sunday night after it was like color night at our camp. So we, like, we had uniforms, which we'll get into later, I guess. Uh, but every Friday and Sunday you could wear uh, color clothes. And so we had like a big cookout on the sports field. And then afterwards we went down to peace circle which is where we had our campfires right by the lake we just like so nice and beautiful and we just like sing all these camp songs and like you get cold but it's like okay and then you go to bed and it's like so nice i loved it so that would be my favorite tradition um cool so should we do some i don't want to call them rapid fire because i don't want them to be rapid fire i just want them to be like Slow burn questions. Not so, yeah, the slow burn. <laughs> Feel the burn questions. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a good way to dive into everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, this will be a fun one. What was the best prank you guys ever pulled? Whether it was like your whole bunk did or you and a couple friends. Weirdly, we were like not a prank camp. Whoa. One we were summer more respectful of each other. <laughs> not, not really, but one <laughs> summer we played a prank on the bunk next door to us, which was our same age group. Um, 
and we made them scream. We ran through their bunk in the middle of the night and we, they screamed so loud. We woke up the bunk line and we ended up getting in more trouble for waking up the little kids <laughs> than the prank was worth. So we just kind of stopped doing pranks after uh, that. Okay. <laughs> this, I think this is the most appropriate prank. That's what, that's the one I'll talk about. But, um, most of the pranks were done by the 15 year olds who are the oldest kids at camp and they do them pretty often. But the one that I was the most proud of was my idea, and I thought it was like a really smart, but also like kind of evil idea, which was we have a head counselor who has an, his own little program office, and it's very small in retrospect. And I decided that we should take um, probably like 250 or so Dixie cups and fill them up with small amounts of water, and then put them kind of in, all through the all throughout the entire little program office, so that he w- the next morning he'd wake up and have to like wake us all up with the bugle and would be unable to do it because he'd have to empty out every single Dixie <laughs> cup individually. Uh, but then he kind of got the better of us because he w- he wakes up very early, so he woke up at six in the morning and came into the the lodge, which is where all the fifteen year olds stay, and said, "Hey guys, you guys are all waking up now and taking every single Dixie cup out yourselves," which Aww. I think was the right response. So the prank didn't like actually execute itself well, but I thought it was a it's great like the idea. The most passive aggressive yeah. prank <laughs> I've ever heard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it was, it's the most appropriate one probably to talk about. So Makes yeah. sense. At our camp, we had to ask permission to pull pranks. Was that you guys too? Which I think it's like a very polite you know, thing <laughs> yeah. for kids That's to learn. That's really why we didn't do them that much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, I, okay. So I my bunk was like pulled some pretty mean pranks on the counselors without asking for permissions. But I don't want to talk about that. What I want to talk about <laughs> is the prank that was pulled on us that I then tried to replicate when I was a counselor that did not go over, which was... One night, it was like two o'clock in the morning, all of the, like an alarm clock started going off and we like couldn't find it. We like searched the whole bunk. It was like in someone's shoe. We found the alarm clock. And then like the next consecutive minutes, it was like 202, 204, 206. Like all of these alarm clocks hidden all around the bunk started going off. And then so we like had to like, you know, look for all of them, find them, turn them off, whatever we did. We go back to bed and then like 3.15, there's like one last alarm clock that goes off. We were like, pulled this yeah, the crazy. counselors pulled it on us. Um, and then, so we tried to pull it on my kids when we were, when I was a counselor, when they were in the oldest bunk, but they were just like, we don't have time for this. And they just like found all of the alarm clocks immediately and then just like went back to bed and we were like, okay. If one went off, I'd be like, Okay, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there's one more. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, a really good one. My favorite one was my oldest summer. We got there's like a thing called pre camp, so the oldest monk gets there, and you're there for like you know two or three days, kind of just setting up, getting you know acquainted with the the counselors and everything, feeling adult before everyone else comes. Uh, so what happened was we all arrived, like you know 26 of us, really excited to be there and see all the counselors. And the ones who were returning from the year before were like, oh, hey, what's up? So good to see you. And they're like, "There's you get to meet the rest of the counselor staff. And every <laughs> single person was extremely, extremely foreign and could not <laughs> speak English. <laughs> and although we love diversity and want to embrace that in every way possible, we all just started hysterically crying, being like, this summer's going to be terrible. These counselors like don't even understand what the hell we're saying. Like, well, who did this? And they're like, clearly there was a hiring mistake. Like, we thought, you know, it's all these like women from Russia who like, can't speak English, and these are going to be like your closest friends. Like, okay, great. Uh, and we all just start bawling and be like, yeah, we're screwed. Like, we might as well tell everyone not to come to camp this summer. And then they all just turn on us and start laughing. And all these people who, like, faked these accents were like, oh, we're just kidding. We're from Australia. <laughs> uh, and it was epic. And, like, and we were all, like, really mad that it happened. <laughs> did any of you ever short sheet anyone's bed at camp? Was that a thing anyone I did? I tried. I don't know I how to make I never learned how to do it. No. Did you? That was actually one prank I pulled. And my friend Jen, if she's listening. Well, I remember and Jen. to this day, she still gets mad at me for ever short sheeting her bed while we were nine years old at camp. <laughs> but for everyone out there who's never done it, you take the top sheet and you fold it so that when some you fold it up towards the pillow so that when someone gets into their bed, they can't put their feet all the way to the end. And so you would do it and then when it was too late and they were getting into bed, they couldn't sleep at night. <laughs> oh, like you, you only really had half. a sheet on your bed. You didn't oh. really have like a comforter. Like you were co- <laughs> like so you didn't have your sheet. You were like sleeping on a bear cot. I never understood short sheeting. Like, I feel like that's like a prank that like my mom talked about yeah, doing in like the definitely 50s. My mom was like, anyone short yeah. sheet? Yeah, yeah like you're short sheeting. I was like, I don't understand what that is. But now I get it. It's like the lo- it's folded long ways. So I get it now. I understand. That's huge. This is a big moment for me. 
Um, okay, next one. Uh, what is your favorite or the best tradition revolving around like a holiday or an event, like a birthday, like 4th of July or like a birthday or something crazy like that? If you consider parents weekend, sure. uh, holiday, I think it is at camp. Uh, <laughs> every summer we play capture the flag on the Saturday of parents weekend. And so all the, we have a tradition where the little sisters were able to sleep at camp the Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, we had that too. Um, with their older sisters who went to camp. So you got to dress your little sister up in, our colors were blue and brown. So in blue and brown uniform. And they got to play capture the flag. And it was a big part of color war. Um, the brown team played the blue team. And you had to obviously capture the flag is played beyond Camp Pinecliff. But um, it was just always really fun and something that you look forward to every single summer for parents weekend. But the, you... You, it was only campers. It was like, it wasn't parents against kids or anything like that. It was campers and the camper siblings, younger siblings. Okay. 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 Cool. I, yeah. I think July 4th is like a, was a huge day. I don't, I don't know why, like it wasn't a patriotic place, but, uh, but it was a huge day. Like you would sleep in, there'd be this gigantic outdoor breakfast on the beach, on the lake, which was beautiful. And the food was awesome. Like, uh, like lots of eggs and sausages and pancakes. And then you would do some sort of special activity for a few hours. And then they had this huge, starting around like three o'clock, they had this huge carnival on the junior baseball field, which is like kind of our biggest field uh, with all kinds of booths that people invent and like these crazy golf cart races. They're trying to like throw people off the golf cart, which sounds terrible, but it was actually really fun. And uh, boys are so violent. Boys are weird. Yeah. <laughs> also, so much eating. A lot camp. of eating. Yeah. It. And then um, that uh, the best part about it is that on July Fourth at night, all the oldest campers give a speech to the entire camp on the beach. Each kid has to give a speech, um, and it goes on for a long time. But it's kind of like I feel like it's the first opportunity when you're younger to give a speech to a big group, and you have to say something meaningful about camp for you and why you've kind of stuck it out and gone when you were 15. Um, and it's got a big campfire, and you give this big speech about kind of what camp means to you. It's, I think, a really, it's not only great for the, like, 15-year-olds, but for the junior campers who are new, they can, like, look up to these 15-year-olds and, and think to themselves, like, oh, that'll be me one day. And, like, these people love it, so maybe I should love it, too, and stop being so homesick. Um, it's just a nice day. Abby, did you have something like that at all? We had, well, when you were, um, no matter what age group, every Friday night we had services. They were non-religious services, but you would, each age group would pick a theme. So you'd pick friendship. And every single person in that age group would have to stand up and give like a little speech on friendship. So everyone kind of had to speak a little bit. But to Brad's point about looking up to the older campers, I just remember when I was seven years old starting at camp, I thought the older kids were like in their 30s. Like I didn't I, understand yeah. that they yep. were 15. So <laughs> we were always looking up to them. And then we were finally that age all of a sudden the little kids seemed like they were three. They didn't, yeah. it's just, it all reverses itself. It's crazy. For sure. So that's really interesting. Cause like our camp that we have like a very similar tradition to your, to the boys camp, because we have a final campfire where every old kid in the oldest bunk, every girl in the oldest bunk gets up and gives a speech about their time at camp and like cherishing their summers. And like, I wish I had another minute here. And like all of this, it's like, it's very similar to what, and like, I remember like being a little kid watching my camp sister give her campfire speech and being like, I will never get there. And then like you get there and you're like, I can't believe it went by so fast. And yeah. And it's like very similar to that. Like, yeah. And I'm, we were just talking about Sammy and I about how wonderful that is to give 15 year olds that opportunity to yeah. stand up in front of a big crowd, take some time, reflect, be vulnerable, share their feelings because like, what, no one was asking you to do that beforehand, Ever, yeah. and then later in life, that's a very you know useful skill to have. It is for sure. Okay, so our Fourth of July was also crazy. It was uh, the riding counselors rode into the grove, like where the bunks were, at like seven o'clock in the morning to wake us up um, on horses. On horses, wow. Not shouting, on, oh shouting. Did you have horses on accident? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah, had yeah. we had <laughs> Baxter. <laughs> Did everyone do horseback riding? I was a non-rider. I was not rider, but <laughs> people, you, yeah, you had to elect to there, do it. Yeah. You were either like people, I'm a rider, there were do or die, that were or intensive not riders that like went three periods a day. So like, yeah, you always got taken out of activities to go horseback riding. That yeah. was how it worked. Yeah, so um, they rode through, they ride through the grove, and they are shouting, "The redcoats are coming!" The redcoats are coming to wake you up. And then up until that point, 
in the summer, um, the oldest kids and the counselors are kind of like in a rivalry. That's it's like a whole thing that like they wrote a, a fight song and they hit it somewhere in the bunk and the whole week leading up to July 4th, the counselors are raiding the bunk looking for the song. So this is like the culmination of that whole rivalry is on July 4th. And uh, the bunk 12ers march into the dining room and breakfast and they reveal where they hit their song and they sing it to everyone and then they teach to the whole camp. And then there's a softball game between the counselors the female counselors and the oldest kids, the bunk 12ers and the male counselors. So like we get all the boys, the kids get all the boys, the female counselors play. And then the bunk 12ers win every year. It's like tradition. Uh, it's like a huge, and then we all go down for lunch and then, Oh, and all the kids dress in uh, red, white and blue to watch the softball game. Um, and it's like a crazy day. It's a big day. Really? Fun. Oh, and that night we have um song fest the night of July 4th. Um, every bunk wrote a song and they like sing it to the whole camp. And then the oldest kids sing their campfire song, which they wrote way before camp started. It's a very big day. Actually, it's a huge day. So that song that the, the oldest bunk sings is like very sad and emotional and lovely. And then all the other bunks, they do songs that are like cheers and silly and like yeah. goofy. Yeah. But I remember I was in uh, kind of like a middle bunk, like, a, you know, only like 11. And I was like, I'll take the song this year. I'll write it guys. So the bunk. And I wrote, like, a very emotional, <laughs> very just, like, intense, like, similar to, like, a Bunk 12 style song. And then they were like, well, why is this so depressing? And I was like, I just feel like we could, like, compete against the Bunk 12 and maybe have, like, a better like song trying than to win Songfest. <laughs> trying to win it, to have something different, to have an edge. Yeah. But it was all we had because we hadn't, like, prepared anything else, so we had to sing it. And everyone was like, that was the most embarrassing thing ever. Thank you, Julia. <laughs> That's amazing. What's your what's your fave event? Friday nights they would have a like foreign a, meal the, night. For, it was called foreign <laughs> meal night. So I just love Asian food, and you don't really get that in me. And so randomly they would have just like Chinese night, and I would like eat noodles and be really happy. <laughs> they also had like very offensive things, yeah, like, like Jewish like, night, Jewish night, <laughs> Irish night, <laughs> where all the food was green. It was like mashed Indian potatoes and night. green cornbread. Uh, yeah, gross. Yeah, soup's gross. Um, how about this would be fun let's all go around and do our favorite camp song that's maybe like really ridiculous like a, a short little cheer or something like that ooh do we need a minute to think about I this I think probably <laughs> there's so many I know the one that pops in your head uh, the most ridiculous one why don't you do like welcome back like welcome back. We welcome. That's not a ridiculous one. This I want to do. You guys get to console. I know. I know. I know. I know. You're like the wrong one. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I would say it's like doodly do is the most ridiculous. We had doodly do. Did oh, you really? have doodly? Did you do like, do? I actually have this theory that we all steal camp cheers. From I each other. we all have this. I think when we went that. to so bounties a social that you go to your oldest your last summer, and all these camps go. There's a bunch of boys camps and a bunch of girls camps, and we. My age group blatantly stole a cheer from another camp there and brought it back. So what like camp cheer. So Trip Lake girls left and they did a cheer. Trip Lake one A B. Shout out to Miranda. <laughs> exactly. So Trip Lake girls left and this really fun cheer. And we were like, this is amazing. So my age group the next day at assembly came back and did the cheer. And then when we went back to camp a few summers ago, they were still doing it. Do and we were cheer. so excited. Yeah, what is no, it? It's not my favorite cheer. I so do my like favorite- two lines of it. I probably know it. It, will, it was originally the Trip Lake Rumble. Then we made it the Lodger Rumble. Oh, do the Trip Lake <laughs> Rumble. Yeah, it you're doing it. I'm going to do it for one <laughs> second, and then I'll get it. You can sing. I don't remember. It's like, do the Trip Lake Rumble, and we brought it back, and we were like, do the Lodger Rumble. Sure. Hey, everybody, do the Lodger Rumble. Uh, and then the next verse is? <laughs> it's, that's on repeat. Okay. <laughs> I remember this. But my favorite one is probably, we call it C-A-M-P. And we sing it every... Do you guys have songs that you sing when you come into camp, like past the sign? Yes. Okay, so it's the song that we sing when we come through the camp, <laughs> through the camp sign. And it's also the first song we sing in assembly. Okay, hit us. C-A-M-P-P-I-N-E-C-L-F-F-E. And once we shout without a doubt, three cheers of hit parade. Along the lakes, among the trees, and in our hearts for a C-A-M-P-P-I-N-E-C-L-F-F-E. Hey! Nice. That was good. <laughs> Actually, like, why are we even discussing this? It's an EA. That's, yeah. that's this it. Is our, then we'll do our classic one when we go in, like, past the sign. We're silent between where the sign is and where the this rock is. This huge rock. Which is, like, a mile. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's really hard to pronounce. It goes like this. It goes like this. Ready? E-A-E-A-E-A-O. E-A-E-A-O. Walden, 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 Rye, yep, yeah, yep. Wendy, yay, Miss Hers, yay. And you like list everyone who has anything to do with the camp. And it's like, counselors, yay, us. Like that's And if you add a yay at the end of the EA, you're dead. Disowned. No, just kidding. But it's like, (laughs) it just gets. Did you guys ever sing for like the bus driver or the van driver after that? Like after we pulled them through the sign, we had a we had songs we had songs for everything. So we, we did too. Like, yeah. like a cheer we for them. Cheers Just say like the bus thank driver. you to the bus driver. That's good. That is good. Except the bus drivers in our, I mean, like the bus driver was a counselor. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. They, they had a cheer. Oh, and then, okay. And then at assembly, if they made an announcement, they had another cheer. Oh, it we. Was, well, well, the thing about the, the EA is we could just have one song and then we could just add a bunch of people on, tack them to the end. So be like, yeah. yay, bus driver, yay, counselors, yay, our parents, yeah, like yay, Anyone you, got guys. an EA for any given thing. Like if you passed a level in swimming, if you were the lead in the bunk show, if, if you... If you stopped being sick. Yeah if you, if you, yeah, if you got better from being sick, you came back from the infirmary, like you got an EA. Everyone, it's a big thing. Yeah. Brad's sitting here. He's like so I, quiet. Is, I, I'm not really sure how to weigh in. And boys camps, I don't think do cheers. I used to go to. I have a twin sister. I used to go to her camp, and they had like they did this weird cheer all the time. They like did this thing with their arms to like keep on rhythm. Everything had hands. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 Otherwise, would, like, how would you know the two? <laughs> right, and I would leave, and I'd, we would just mock them like mercilessly because <laughs> it's just not something you do. I mean, I think. To try to get a bunch of boys to scream yay over and over again, it would just never work. And boys' voices are changing, so it always sounds terrible whenever they sing. But we have, I mean, we have color war cheers. So, like, ours, our colors were orange and black, and so orange was always orange crush, and black was black attack, which I was thought was really unfair because black attack rhymed and orange crush never did, and I was and always on the orange soda. team. And it was a soda. Did teams <laughs> change every year? You, like, came for summer and you were assigned a team for life? They were supposed to change, and I was always all orange. six years orange, and then I was a counselor, and I was black, which was very strange. I think they did it on purpose. Counselors and the only teams. Interesting. Yeah. Were counselors on teams at Walden? No. no. Only some counselors. Like, if you were returning camp or from camp, and then, like, you got chosen to be a color war advisor, which was a huge deal. Ooh. You got to be on a color war team. Um, but we did not have like. So humble. We've got a color war advisor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did not have. Like, we had cheers around like the mess hall, like skip around the room. I'm sure you guys did that. No, what like, skip around we, the room? <laughs> we basically would just like start chanting skip around the room and you would try to get someone who's either really old to try to skip around the room and then they would not look so good. Oh. Or you would get like uh, someone who had accomplished something big at like an inner camp thing to skip around the room as a team. Or we would do we want the chef for particularly bad meals. We, we want too. the chef. Yeah, yeah. We want Ours the chef. Ours is a song. Yeah. Obviously, everything's <laughs> a song. We had like a particularly like when we were waiting outside to get into the dining halls for meals, and it was like taking a long time for the counselors to set the tables, or like the f- food wasn't ready. We had such an obnoxious song <laughs> that was like. Here we sit like birds in the wilderness, birds in the wilderness. It was like, and the end was like, waiting for our food. And then we just like kept singing it until they let us into the dining room. It was so obnoxious now that I think about it. I think about a lot of things where we were just all so obnoxious at camp and didn't even realize, but it was so acceptable at the time. Yeah, for sure. And counselors loved it. They sang too. I honestly didn't care when I was a counselor and kids were singing that. I was like, cool, I'll take a little longer (laughs) setting the table. Um, how about each night at camp, there's something called an evening activity. Like there's always planned programming. Uh, so maybe we can share our favorite evening activity that we looked forward to each year, whether it was like a really big night or just kind of a one-off that you're like, Ooh, I kind of love this. I mean, we had like epic camp wide, the entire camp would do capture the flag. That was great. But it sounds like Abby everyone loves kind of, capture yeah, the flag. Loves capture it's the a flag. good, it's a good game. And then, you know, there was like. There was a couple, like, the biggest thing that always happened in evening activity, and I feel like it always happened then, was this, like, epic dodgeball yeah. game that was huge, which also is going to sound really violent. This isn't really that yeah, violent of a place, say, but, I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah, boys camp. <laughs> yeah, boys camp. Very physical. Yeah, and it was very physical, and the problem always was, like, the younger kids who were just getting, like, welted with balls, obviously. But then they would set up, like, these huge extravagant obstacles around the dodgeball, so it was in, like, our big field house, and so that was always really fun. It only ever happened once a year, because... You didn't want to do it too much, I guess, because then kids would get hurt. My favorite is definitely something we call Dutch auction. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. I feel yeah, like yeah, every yeah. camp probably does something similar and calls it something different. Um, but it's one of the only evening activities that's actually divided out by bunk. A lot of the times they mix and match different bunks and age groups so everyone can get to know each other. Dutch auction was divided out by bunk and they announce it. Usually find out what the evening activity is right before dinner. They like post it. So you find out it's Dutch auction and you know 
that they're going to ring the bugle for evening activity. Everyone's going to come down to the field and then they send everyone up to their bunks for a limited amount of time. And you have to fill a pillowcase with whatever you can find in your bunk and you come back down to the field and everyone sits in a circle bunks one through the lodge, which is the oldest bunk. And the counselors all stand in the center of the circle and they'll scream something that you have to bring up. And it could be like, Wearing goggles and a swim cap, mm-hmm. come read us a love letter. Yeah, and you like have that. to go through your pillowcase and hope that you have it. And everyone's running up and everyone looks silly, ridiculous, wearing costumes and doing the silliest things. But it's always really, really fun and crazy. I don't know what we called that. That's sa- At first I was like, oh, we don't have this. And then I was like, oh, this we is sounding more and more yeah, familiar. We definitely I love have the it, name Duck yeah, Auction. Duck Auction, but I have no idea what we I called like it we just at called all. called it like sack like Garbage stuff. night or something garbage like that. Night, yeah, maybe. it was something like that. Uh Okay, so I have two. My favorite tradition as a camper was birthday cake night. That was like the best night. It was every, it was the camp was divided into what by season, what season you were born Similar in. Similar to the new Gilmore Girls Netflix <laughs> yes. show. There was winter, it's spring, summer, summer and, and fall. fall. And there was a lot of contention. Like if you were on the cusp of like a season, some people would be like, oh, I'm still winter. Like, like, yeah. But, um, it was like very uh, hardly fought. And then so every season got a huge sheet cake and you decorated, like you split into committees. So like some people decorated the sheet cake. Some people wrote a song about being born in that season. Some people like looked up celebrities that were born in that particular season. Some people wrote like a poem or did a skit or something. And then you came forward and then, and you, you know, performed all these things and you were judged you got like awards for whoever did the best song, whoever did the best cake, but to win the best cake award was like high honor. But then the best part was that you got to eat birthday cake at like 9 PM. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, but then as a counselor, my favorite evening activity for sure was this thing called onion night. Did you guys ever have that? It was like, we send the kids no. back to the bunks and they have to put on as many shirts as possible. And like, literally they come back, they can't put their arms down because like the sleeves, like they put on like, 50 shirts, like so many shirts. And then they like can barely walk. I'm surprised they can even breathe. And then they like literally just peeled each layer off of them to see how many, whoever got the most shirts on wins that night. That's such a simple, like such a great activity. As a counselor, it's so funny. And then I, when I was a counselor, I was like, what I really want to do is knock them all over. And then like whoever gets up first (laughs) (laughs) wins, but like they never did that. But maybe if it was a boys camp. camp. (laughs) (laughs) They'd be like, oh yeah, we do that all the time. (laughs) Don't touch him. He's been lying here for two days. (laughs) Uh, my favorite one was this thing called TV skit night Ooh. where you'd be with for evening activities for us. It was, you always with your bunk, but like activities during the day, you, they mix you up with all the bunks. Uh, so TV skit night, you'd be like, Oh, what's her thing? And they'd be like, okay, bunk nine, you're full house. So you go back to the bunk and you're like, okay, so these are the characters. You're going to play DJ. You're going to play like Stephanie. Jesse. You're going to play whatever. <laughs> and then it's like, and I guess you basically like. I mean, I've been spending a lot of time you trying like to come write up TV with a skit. pilots. Yeah. So you basically, like, come up with a storyline for, like, what happens in that episode, and you act it out and do, like, a, a whole skit. But sometimes they, they, like, dragged on. They got, like, very long and involved in the plot. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what's going to happen with Michelle this week? Uh, and I remember doing, like, a Say by the Bell one where I wanted to play Screech and all this stuff. It was really That's fun. That's so fun. We did a Friends one. I was Ross. Were you on a break with Rachel or together? At the Honestly, time? I'd never seen Friends at that point. I was like eleven. Like, what? <laughs> I don't... It'd be like, and now yours is Chicago Fire. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be playing Sophia Bush. Uh, I want to see TV Skit Night transparent. Yeah. <laughs> Play the role Mom, of Jeffrey Tambor. <laughs> so good. That would could start like a good camp dialogue about. Yeah. Uh, all right. So. What do you, what would you say is like the most dramatic slash intense tradition at your camp? I, I guess I'll start it off. I think I don't know like that dramatic, but the most intense one is the oldest kids do a eight day canoe trip. Um, oh, eight days Al- is so long. Yeah, it's oh my really god, long on the Allagash River, and uh, there's like all these things built around it too. Now that I don't, I don't even I think they developed honestly later in time, but this has been happening for like 
I think the entire history of the Canada, they do this canoe trip. What is, does it have a name, the trip? It's called the Allagash. Okay. Um, and you, everyone gets their hair, well, it used to be buzzed, now everyone gets mohawks cool. the night before. And then you go and watch the movie Deliverance, which is a really terrifying <laughs> movie Whoa. for a 15-year-old. Yeah, it gets really intense yeah, very quickly. Now. Again, yeah. <laughs> Not and, allowed to uh, watch that. Yeah. And then you wake up, you basically don't go to sleep that night, and then you wake up at three in the morning and go to the Allagash River for eight days. Um, and it's just like a, you know, I used to never paddle. So my, the guy that I was in a canoe with hated me. But the entire <laughs> like process of preparing for the Allagash, you do like all these canoe lessons because none of us actually learn how to canoe at camp. And so you do that and then you have all these games you play on the canoe. Everyone gets like really pissed off at each other towards the end. And then you come back to camp and that's like the sprint to the end, the last two and a half weeks or so or after the Allagash. Were you sad to leave camp for eight days? Yeah, that's such a long time. I, my max was like three days. <laughs> and I, was like, I gotta get back. Yeah, I mean, I think it got it got long, but you were with your whole group, you know. And that uh, was like an eighth of camp. Yeah. Like that's a huge it's amount a of huge, time. And the people actually, I think they're the people that I feel the worst for in retrospect. Because I did a trip. Everybody does at least like a four day trip in Androscoggin. Even when you're younger, you do at least a four day trip, like overnight trip. And I led one, didn't lead one, but I went on one as a counselor too because counselors have to go on them. Mm-hmm. So the people I always felt feel the worst for now is like the counselors who had to do eight days with a bunch of 15-year-old boys. Yeah. Like that must have been awful. I love the image of just like, it's like a regular person who lives in Maine <laughs> right. on the river just kayaking yeah. down and then seeing these like yeah. 15-year-old boys all with mohawks like yeah. being like yeah, like a fleet of mohawks boys. become men. And we would like, we would like we, there was four different groups usually so we would steal each other's canoes at night so oh, then they would wow. have to like swim across the river. So I'm sure for anybody who wanted intense. like a peaceful weekend right. yeah. it was the worst. Just I think that happening. sounds so fun. Yeah, it was great. Um, this one is I guess something that later in life I've realized is very weird. Um, but at the yes, time when I you're in it. camp, it, <laughs> it felt totally normal. Um, towards the end of camp, we have something called 10 day calendar, which we try and keep a secret from the first year camper. So we abbreviate everything into acronyms. So it was called TDC. And part of TDC was something called captain's night. It was also called core night. And the reason it was called core night is the color war captains would perform a play. So, um, our year was Peter Pan. So they would perform Peter Pan. And then the theme for the whole night was Peter Pan. And all you ate for dinner was corn and you had to eat as much of it as you could. Oh my God, that's and a as an age group, you would combine all your corn after it was eaten. So you would be touching everyone's eaten corn, like <laughs> husks. <laughs> and, and you had to make a piece of art in the grass with the, with corn? the theme of Peter Pan or whatever the with theme the was. With the corn? With the corn. Oh my God. <laughs> Crazy. And it never at the time occurred to me that I was touching like the most disgusting thing in the world. Like I still, like we still talk about corn night. Like still when we eat corn with any camp friend where I was like, yeah, like corn night, like captain's night. Like what should we I'm, make out of these huts? And it was basically like an eating competition for who could eat the most corn because you wanted the most corn to work with. So it's like if you could get the guy counselors on your team, like you were winning because like you couldn't really eat that much. Um, but oh so yeah, you, we towards the end of camp we had corn night and it's kind of just really weird, but we really all love it. That's amazing. That's really I fun. love that tradition. I think I know what Sammy's gonna say for ours, and it's probably gonna be about counselorship. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which I, I will. I'll let her explain what this is and this whole tradition. But I'll add my yeah, little do, part, do, which do. is. She'll say what it is exactly, but it's a very special night towards the end of camp. And in order to basically attend the show, you need to be inspected and pass the cleanliness test, basically, to be allowed in. So going to camp each year, you know, okay, at the end of the summer, it's going to be counselor show. And I need to have a very clean like uniform shirt and very clean shorts to be able to wear. And, and they usually save those for parents weekend. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and, and you have to clean too, under yeah. your nails. And I was a very dirty kid. So this was like a lot, like weeks of prep went into this <laughs> night. And you that had to like wash and You used to have to like assign you shower time. What did you say? Did you get like a signed shower time at camp? No, you had to fight for it. But I'm saying for you, like we, you our little campers, oh. like we're like forced to shower at times. Uh, yeah, I just got like taken to my. There's a whole story in the podcast. <laughs> you gotta listen. I was dragged to a hose and sh- <laughs> shaken down a little. Bit. I was assigned a shower time when I was nine years old. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so people would like in a Ziploc bag, leave their clothes for that night, and they yeah. wouldn't touch Reserve it for weeks. A shirt. And weeks. They'd be like, here's my outfit for counselor show. That's so it's like that was, I loved that. That was so funny to me. <laughs> 
but Sammy can explain what counselor show is. Okay. So uh, at the end of camp every summer, the counselors put on a show that had the same formula every summer, which was, uh, you know, some of the counselors would play each of the bunk 12ers, which are the oldest kids. And they were like, oh, we're not getting along. Arg. And like some evils would come and steal their good, which was like supposed to be their counselor, like a representation of their counselor. And the evils was like something that had gone wrong that summer. So like one year it was like pink eye. One year it was like all the dead rodents that were killed in the course of the summer in various bunks because there was food. Like it's like stuff that went wrong. They steal the good. One year it was just like all the campers from that bunk who never came back. Yeah. <laughs> so as you walked in, back. they were playing Another One Bites the Dust. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, so... Um, Did the oldest age group know what the theme was going to be? Or like no. what the evils no. were going to be? No, 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 no. So okay, so it was like... The counselors weren't even acknowledge it was, like, was going to so happen. Secret. So there's this whole culture around it. So then it was like, the counselors steal the good, they leave a ransom note, and they have to like find four things that also have to do with like things that happened in the summer. They break into groups, and they find the four things, and then they uh, reunite, get their good back, evils are dead, and like that's it. It's like the same formula every year. Um, so the whole thing is that uh, the counselors do not acknowledge that this is happening the entire summer. And it's like one or two counselors is picked to write counselor show, which is a huge, it's a huge thing. I wrote it one year. It was like, it's a really big deal. Got and some real leaders <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> and uh, they, so, but it's like a huge secret who's writing it. It's like not even acknowledge that it's happening. And counselors are not allowed to say the words counselor show the whole summer. And if they do, they, and a camper catches them, they get thrown in the lake. Like the counselors of the opposite, the counselors of the opposite sex come to them during a meal time, and they pick them up out of their chair and carry them down to the lake and throw them in. And the kids are, and then the kids are like, "That's proof that it's happening." They said it. They got thrown in the lake. It's proof. It's like a huge secret. We rehearse in secret, like the last two weeks of camp after all the kids go to bed, and then the day of counselor show, the kids come into the dining room for breakfast and they're looking for a cs somewhere anywhere in the dining room around the dining room so like when i wrote it we had it written on like a band-aid on a counselor and they're they're like searching you they're like trying to find it like one year they had alphabet cereal and they picked out all the other letters except for c's and s's and like a kid poured it in their bowl and they were like oh my god it's cs it's like counselor show it's like a huge thing i didn't even like scratch the surface of what counselor show is but like that's the gist. My favorite thing I want to add in is when you do decide to throw this counselor in the lake in front of everyone for saying this thing, also fully clothed, like they're wearing all their clothing, yes. <laughs> um, there's a cheer that we start in the dining hall. So say Sammy said it, and I'm like a young girl who's like, we're going we're gonna to get her thrown in. I would like bang on the table, and then I just go, come on, let's get Sammy wet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll throw her in the lake. We'll throw her in the lake. <laughs> Which and is it's hilarious. The whole camp does it. The whole camp. I got thrown in the year that I didn't say it. Mm-hmm. A rumor was started. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, how about? I think this is more of a rapid fire. Okay. Your favorite meal at camp? Yeah, this is disgusting. Like a- <laughs> but I, they, for some reason, they used to make like these. It was like a version of a McRib. That was like really in retrospect. <laughs> I say, right, like, I say a version of McRib because it's not even as it's not even as much meat or like real as a McRib is. It was probably that disgusting. And they would it was like stamped into rib. Yeah, like some <laughs> kind of patty stamped into like a rib form. But they were delicious, and they would grill them up. We had Thursday barbecues, so they would always have your outdoor dinner on Thursdays, and like everyone would wait all summer for the Thursday McRib barbecue. And they would slather barbecue sauce on it. And then you had like a lot of corn and other stuff also. People would eat like... You didn't just eat corn? Yeah, no, <laughs> not just corn. But people would eat like 10 McRibs and, you know, just be sick for like we- the entire next day. But that was a huge meal for everybody. I, I will get killed by all my camp friends if I don't say this, but it's not my personal favorite. Sunday morning sticky buns was always a thing. Oh, okay. Um, so always Sunday morning sticky buns. It was not my favorite thing, but it was everyone else's favorite thing. And no matter what person you talk to who went to Pinecliff, no matter how old they are, they will talk about Sunday morning sticky buns. Well, okay, so then, but you can also tell us your favorite thing. I guess mine would be cookout, which for us was, was Wednesday nights. It was not <laughs> corn. So we had cookout Wednesdays and Sundays. Sundays were cold cuts and Sundays. 
and Wednesdays were actual like cookouts. Um, and then it, no, no ice cream Sundays, but, um, cookouts were always fun. And that was what we called also color night where you didn't have to wear your uniform. And as little kids, everyone wore, they were so excited to wear non-uniform and older kids were always like, no, we're staying in our uniform. Yeah. But cookouts were always fun. That's awesome. We had a very similar with Sunday morning sticky buns and we just called it Schneckin. And same thing down like the line. There's of a Wikipedia article about it if you want to look it up. Like mothers who went to our camp are always like, You eating your snacking? How's the snacking? Is it day? Still gooey? Lots of raisins? Good snacking? Lots of raisins, always. <laughs> always. And um, we had songs about the snacking too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like, I'm just thinking of a new one now. I liked when they just served like a big plate of butter, spaghetti, and meatballs. And then I would just have like, just kind of start popping meatballs and make it all very separately. <laughs> uh, mine was on every Sunday lunch was uh, Thanksgiving lunch. Ours was too, turkey dinner. Yeah, I oh my God, that's I awesome. always had good vibes about Pine Cliff. I really love how similar. Yeah, there are a really lot were. of similarities there. Um, yeah, so it was like turkey, mashed potatoes, peas and carrots, uh, stuffing, stuffing, gravy, yeah, stuffing yeah. gravy. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my favorite thing and actually Allison, our producer and I, uh, we were counselors together and we we were somehow assigned to the same table when we were counselors, which was a joke. We were not proper monitors. And, but we like led revolutions in the dining hall when there was no mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. One time we were like flipping out. There's were you at the same table the whole summer? We, we were assigned to the same table, like the first two weeks. And then the assignment switched, but we didn't leave. We just like stayed (laughs) at our table. (laughs) Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're going to wrap up the not so rapid fire questions. Yeah, the exactly. slow burns. Those were real slow burns, but real fun burns. Those were great. And kind of talk about one last thing before we wrap up this whole thing, which is, you know, obviously we've laid out so many fun traditions that we've all enjoyed over the years. And we remember them always being present for those, you know, six, seven years we were at camp. But the question is, how have those evolved? Are they the same? How do people deal with change at camp? Is it this like crazy freak out when traditions get shit, like shaken up a little bit? Or are people like, yeah, we understand. We're rational people. Time progresses. I assume Definitely that's not, not it. rational. Yes. We have a lot of perspective here There's at camp. drama that comes when people not shake rational. things up. I also think it's interesting. Like we talk about traditions and you're at a camp for, you're at camp for a finite period of time and you are convinced that something is a tradition and then you go back and you visit and they have no idea what you're talking about. So yeah. I think traditions are something that, yes, there's some, Pinecliff is going on a hundredth summer. So there's some things that have been going on for a hundred summers. And there are some things that happened for 15 summers that we just assumed happened for a hundred. So when we go back, we like cannot believe they don't happen anymore. And the campers don't know the difference anymore. Um, but no, I think, I mean, my camp friends and I always talk about, when we're with camp friends, we have this belly laugh. We laugh harder than we've ever laughed in our entire life and yeah. nothing can compare. And I think it's because these traditions or these things that happen at camp are just so not normal that we get so focused and so excited about the tiniest little things that we do. Um, and it just makes us laugh when, oh, something doesn't go right or this didn't happen. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's really it. Yeah, I think I, like more than actually changing, I think the best part about camp the idea of camp traditions changing is like the rumors that get started about what is changing and how quickly they spread and how crazy people go over it i talked about blow up the camp but i feel like every year because it is like a pretty violent tradition uh and so every year people always say like oh this is the year that blow up the camp is not going to happen and so it would like spread probably like a week prior to it happening and like maybe it would happen a little bit later that summer. So people would be like, it's not happening. I don't know why it's not happening. I know that, you know, our owner got rid of it because he got complaints and obviously it would always happen. But um, we used to have this thing, this one tradition that changed because we had the, our head counselor when I was like 11 passed away and so we had a new head counselor come in and he used to do this thing called Christmas in August where basically like the entire camp would be like turned over on itself and you would have like someone dress up as Santa and you would have like all this candy and all this stuff happen. And then that went away. And I remember when it went away, everyone, like the year it went away, they basically said, sorry guys, but last year everyone destroyed the camp so badly that we can't do it this year. And it was like the biggest deal ever. People like protested in the mess hall. Like, kids went crazy. So I think kids do definitely not keep it in perspective um, there's zero perspective at camp yeah. i uh i can't even think of like like there was one year when so the final campfire that we were talking about like it takes forever it's like eight and a half hours long because each kid is giving a speech 
and like everyone's crying and we sing songs in between the speeches. Like it's, it's a mess. I mean, it's lovely, but it's a mess. And, uh, so one year the director who, uh, I think it was like her second summer as the director was like, we're cutting it off. Like if you're not done by 9 PM, we're out of there. And like the kids flipped out, like they were freaking out. And like, eventually it was just, we just had to be like, that can't happen. Like they need to, like, this is a big deal. They need to finish it. And it was like, fine. But like, there's just zero perspective at, at camp, like any slight change. And you're like, the world is ending. The life as I know it is over, but like it, it evolves. Like, yeah. One thing that I remember evolve. being upset about uh, in the past couple of years was in the dining hall at every meal, we would actually stand on top of the benches and sing all the songs. Not just stand, ate. like jump on them. Yeah, we would stand and then we would just jump, 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 jump. And sometimes people fell off, but it was like, <laughs> clearly you're new at this. <laughs> uh, but then they made a rule a couple of years ago where it slowly changes. Like, okay, you can't stand on the, or you could stand on the benches, but you can't jump. And then the next year it was like, now you have to stand on the floor. And now it's just like you have to sit. No, you you can stand still. Okay. Yeah, you can still stand. You and just I can't. thought now it's just silence. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Every year they take more privileges away. That's, that's one of those rumors. Right? <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, and it's like you hear like, oh, they like ban this cheer. You can no longer do this cheer. So then, like, all of a sudden, like the camp campers decide to be rebellious and like we'll they're just like, like sing that cheer, this like, cheer. No one, yeah. and like yeah. they're, they don't stop us but then it's like one age group always gets in trouble for starting it yeah <laughs> it's uh yeah the benches thing that was a big deal but it but like if you think about it rationally as an adult you're like yeah maybe kids should not be jumping up and down on benches they will fall off and hurt themselves it's their right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well thank you guys so much for joining us we love talking to you about all these traditions and uh, and we had a really fun time so thank you Thank you. This was great. Thanks. It was so fun. Thank you. Cool. Uh, so thanks for tuning in to our traditions episode. Uh, we want to give a big shout out to our producer, Allison Caden. She's a rock star. She's a surfer. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's do our social media. So you can find us at happycamperspodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook at happycamperspodcast. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Happy Campers Podcast, Twitter at Happy Campers Pod, uh, and I think that's it. But also, please uh, re- rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Sammy's been talking about this for days. Uh, rate, <laughs> review, subscribe, please, because uh, that's how we like move up in the ranks. So oh, yeah. day is done, gone the sun. We, we out. Our theme song was written, recorded, and sung by the very talented Steffi Copeland.